Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you're new here, or welcome back. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday or whatever day you are listening to this. And uh, let's just get into today's episode because it's kind of been a very accurate reflection of what my week has been like. First of all, I will update you. If I seem a little tired, it's because I'm just now having my coffee. Oh, you can't even see the the front of the mug. It's it's kind of cute. It's my little M mug. I put caramel macchiato Starbucks creamer and almond milk in it and I decided to make it at home even though I could have gone to Starbucks because of the theme of this episode. I felt like I really had to be true to what I was going to be talking about today but we'll get that into that a little bit later. Let's start with a check-in, a rosebud and thorn as I always do of course. Okay, first off, let me think about my rose. I feel like I'm going to have multiple of each this week because this week has honestly been so hectic and full and it's been kind of crazy. It felt like I've lived like two weeks in one and I don't know why. It's just been super busy. So my first rose, I guess in terms of work, is that my supervisor wasn't here this week and basically I had to kind of run everything on my own. Um, There is someone else who works in the same position that I do, but there's a couple more responsibilities that I take on that kind of don't pertain to what the usual role is. I I feel like I'm being really vague. I can talk about the details. So basically, if you don't know, I work in like a warehouse admin job for my mom's company, just as like a little bit of experience and just for fun, honestly, I do quite enjoy this position. But basically, our warehouse has a lot of different responsibilities. The first of with which is we have two major clients, which is a massage chair brand and a lighting brand. And then the last responsibility, which does take up a lot of time, is consolidating shipments that come in from overseas. And so basically what my coworker does, he only takes care of like the con- console. That's what we call it, like the consolidating of shipments. But there's a lot of other responsibilities that come with the massage chair brand and the lighting brand that we have to deal with. And basically, I dealt with them all by myself this week, which was kind of stressful. But it made me feel really empowered and like, wow, I can really do anything that like if put to it, I can do anything, which is really impressive of me. And I was really proud of myself for that. That's my rose for work this week, I guess. In terms of personal, yesterday was a really nice day. It was super sunny and nice out for the first time this whole week, which was a little bit different. And so my boyfriend spent a lot of time, my boyfriend and I spent a lot of time outside and we were just walking, talking about life. And it was just like a really nice time. I really just enjoyed, like I feel like the the one day of good weather is so much more savored because of all the rain that surrounds it, which makes me kind of you know emo makes me realize you know you really have to savor like the bad moments really are what make the good moments even more special and that's kind of like a reminder that I had yesterday and I just really enjoyed walking it was tiring of course I think I took like 25,000 steps yesterday but it was still super nice and really enjoyed it my buds, mm, I know this was from last week, but my uh, like a same bud is still that I'm really excited to go to New York. And it's more so that I'm actually really excited to travel. Um, I've been to New York before, but I didn't have like it wasn't like one of my favorite places. I just remember 
I just remember the feeling that I had from Washington, D.C., for example, where I went earlier this year. And I just remember like the whole week I was in awe and in love with the city. But when I went to New York in grade 12, I didn't really feel that way. So I'm kind of like, it's not really that I'm excited to go to New York per se. I'm just excited to travel again. But I am excited to, you know, go see the Rockefeller tree light up and go ice skating at Rockefeller Center because I've never done that. And I've never been to New York in the winter, I believe, since I've been an adult, at least. Another bud. Let me think about if I have another bud. Another bud is simply just that next weekend. We have a long weekend because it's going to be Remembrance Day. So I get a day off of work. And that is really exciting. I guess... I don't remember if I talked about this last week. Holy moly, my memory is so bad because I feel like every week there's so much going on. And even though I've only been a week away from recording my podcast last, it feels like so much has happened. But another bud that I am kind of looking forward to, but also a little bit stressed about is I am getting a promotion in one of my jobs, which is very exciting. I'm moving up to a managerial role and that part in itself is really exciting. I feel like I haven't really celebrated that enough for myself. Like I've kind of brushed it off, even though it is pretty big deal. But why I've been so stressed about it is because there's a lot of like job politics, I guess, that comes with it. Um, How do I talk about this without going into detail? Honestly, I don't really mind because it's not like It's not like my boss listens to my podcast, but basically, if you don't know, one of my jobs is that I work at a math tutoring center and um, I work at one location with my boyfriend and my boyfriend is the manager of the location that I live near and above my boyfriend who I don't really see as my boss, but he is the manager. There is another boss that I work very closely with and he has opened several math tutoring locations all over British Columbia and one of the new locations that he's opening at the beginning of next year is a little bit further away but still in the lower mainland and I get to manage that location starting when it opens. So I'm really excited because obviously I get to, you know, step up a little bit and also just have a bit more freedom with my job. But also, as you can imagine, it's a little bit tricky because if you think about it, my boyfriend and I will have the same job now. And I think it'll be a little bit tricky navigating working and also dating your significant other, obviously being that we have the same job, given the, like, there's a lot of differences between the two tutoring centers, even though they're the same company, but I feel like they'll just, I feel like I'm kind of working it up to be more than it is. I feel like there'll just be a lot of, like, tension that we'll have to work through, and not between me and my boyfriend, but more so between me, my boyfriend, and my boss. My My boss, I feel like, will kind of make it a little bit awkward. And also, now that I'm getting promoted, I have to think about how am I going to ask for a raise? What is that going to look like? And I did talk about this before. I did ask for a raise, I think, last summer, in the summer of 2021. And that was a really stressful time, thinking about how to ask for it and all that kind of stuff. And just to like have to do it again, but now kind of on like a more 
bigger scale and a little bit more just doing like asking for more and my responsibilities really are going up like I kind of have to think about how I'm going to pitch myself and what I'm going to ask for and it's kind of been a little bit stressful I've kind of avoided thinking about it because I don't really have to yet but it is something that I'll eventually have to come around to think about and it's kind of stressful as I've said but it is overall exciting because I get to just get a little bit of change grow a little bit more and get a little bit more experience and it'll be fun. Okay, my thorn. My thorn is that this first week of November, it's only been a week, has literally been the most tumultuous roller coaster of a week ever. And it's kind of just because some of it is what I'm going to talk about today, but also just I feel like there's been so much that's been happening and I haven't had the most self-care time this week, to be honest, which I think has contributed to the fact that I've been a little bit emotionally unstable, to be honest. Um, But I feel like this one week in November has already been like three weeks, just with how much has been jam-packed into it, which is a little bit crazy. I'm trying to think about what even happened this week. Like it was Halloween last week, which was actually really, really fun. Um... But otherwise, like it was it was the turn of a new month. I feel like the turn of a new month is always kind of stressful, just given the different jobs that I have. But yeah, it's been a very exciting, exciting, busy, stressful, busy, busy week. (laughs) Okay, but that's my check in for today. It's kind of been a long one. But as I said, there's a lot that's been happening. So as you can tell from the title, today we're actually going to be talking about the fact that self-care is actually hard. And I think I've alluded to this in past episodes. I feel like I might have even made an episode about this before. But it's been 66 episodes, 66, 65, I think this is 65. It's been 65 episodes now. A lot has changed since I started my podcast. And I've also, just my experiences and life has changed a lot. And I feel like even if this is the same topic, it's going to be a different perspective, a different take. And that's kind of what I like about recording my podcast is because even though I talked about something maybe even just one week ago, I feel like coming this week, I've lived another week. I've lived a couple more experiences. Even though it's only been a week, there can be so much change between what I said last week and what I said this week. And I kind of was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast, or I think I was listening to her Hot Wings interview, and she kind of touched on this um, idea briefly with her own podcast, which is basically like I come and I record for an hour or so every Sunday. And even though that's kind of what I believe in the moment, that doesn't mean I'm going to believe that from here on out. It's what I've been led to believe from the past, but something could happen tomorrow that leads me to change my beliefs radically. So all that is being said is, I feel like I've recorded this episode before talking about why self-care is hard, but I feel like I've changed a lot and my experiences have changed a lot and has led me to kind of gain more insight in this topic. So anyways, I feel like one big part of why people refuse to believe that self-care is actually hard is because marketing and media have kind of lied to us this entire time. When I think about self-care, I think about 
first of all, this is kind of, I'm just going to do like a word cloud map of what self-care is in my mind right now. I think about lush products, uh, bath bombs, the scrubs, the face masks. I think about, um, I think about buying things, doing retail therapy. That's kind of a big part of self-care or what we're led to believe. I think about um, essential oils and humidifiers, those kinds of things, those like air purifier things. I don't know what they called. I don't have one. I think about, you know, sitting at home watching TV for an entire day or watching YouTube for an entire day or just scrolling on TikTok. I think about, you know, binging on snacks, eating a lot of pretzels and hummus or whatever else your favorite snack might be. I think about I think about it as a very lazy excuse. A lot of people use self-care to justify lots of things, and I feel like it's not a real excuse. And I'll get into that. I feel like it's a bit controversial for me to say that right away. But marketing and media, this is my first point, is that it's they've just led us to believe that self-care is supposed to be easy or that these products that you're going to buy are going to help you with self-care and then your life is going to be better. Let's just think about that for a sec. One of the things I'm going to be talking about today is budgeting. Let's imagine you are struggling to make ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck. Is a lush face mask and sitting in it in 15 minutes really going to help you? No, of course not. Oh, another example of self-care is going to Starbucks, which is one that I wanted to do today and get myself a peppermint mocha now that they're back. But that's not really the best idea for me, given that peppermint mochas they're expensive first of all they can be up to like seven bucks depending on if you customize your drink what size you get all that kind of stuff they also have just like a ton of sugar and syrups which is not the bestest for you not the bestest for your long-term health and is just overall not a great idea so even though the peppermint mocha i feel like i've seen a lot of tiktoks of people just going to starbucks to get a starbucks drink just because they want to and it's like self-care for them In reality, for me at least, this is just my perspective, it's not really self-care for me because I feel like it causes a little bit more harm than good. Let's take a look at what the dictionary definition of self-care is right now. I wanted to do that just to take a look. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. That definition, I feel like, is kind of corresponding to the real definition that I'm going to be talking about today, but we've kind of spun it to a very consumer-based self-care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Since moving out in particular, I have learned that self-care like being able to preserve one's own health, as the definition says, is actually incredibly difficult. And part, like this is kind of what makes adulthood so hard is you have to think about your long-term preservation. And it's, that's really hard because given TikTok and Instagram and social media nowadays, our brains are kind of wired for that instant gratification. I'm not going to lie. I'm also like that, right? I've been really trying to cut back on watching TikTok and going on Instagram and stuff because I really don't think that instant gratification is good for me. But I've kind of just been wired like that. Like 
throughout all my teenage years, I've been on social media and I've kind of been training myself with that instant gratification. And now that I've become an adult and I've moved out and I'm trying to be self-sufficient, I've realized like being that instant gratification mindset is terrible for when you want to live. So let's talk about uh, some examples that I'm currently living through. I feel like it is obviously stories and stuff are most impactful when you talk about your own experiences. So it's going to get kind of real up in here because this has honestly been what I've been really stressed about this week and kind of been in like these are kind of the factors of why I have felt like I've lived four months this week alone. The first one that I have really been stressed about is budgeting. So I feel like with the, the marketing media definition of self-care, you don't need to budget because money is money, spending money is what's going to bring you self-care and peace of mind and stuff like that. If you have a bad day, go shopping at Aritzia. If you have a bad day, go to the mall. I feel like I used to do that a lot. And I've also been brought up to believe that as well. Um, I've also been brought up to believe that, you know, material goods are kind of on par with healthy mental health, healthy physical health and stuff like that. When, when I say that out loud, obviously that is not true. Um, I have been tracking my budget for the last few months since I graduated university. And now that I make a full-time income, I have been tracking my budget a little bit more. And I've realized I cannot budget. I don't know how to. And I'm going to say that like full out right now. I've never had to in my entire life budget appropriately, which I... I'm very grateful for that I've been, you know, privileged enough to live in a situation where I don't have to worry about where my next meal comes from or if I'm going to be able to, if my parents are going to be able to make ends meet this month for utilities and stuff like that. I'm very lucky and blessed and I realize that I'm very privileged that I have lived in this situation my entire life. But now that I have moved out on my own and I'm trying to pay for everything by myself, I do basically pay for everything by myself other than things that I can leech off my parents for like my cell phone plan and stuff like that otherwise I pay for everything all by myself and I have realized that there's not much room for me to be willy-nilly with my money anymore when I was in university and also just graduated living in when I was in the summer just like chilling and having a good time I could justify buying these big purchases because I didn't really have any real expenses. But you know what I think would be really interesting is if we go over my budget for real. I know that is something kind of taboo that people don't really talk about, but I always want to be honest and vulnerable and talk about where I'm at right now and kind of what I'm trying to learn. And I'm going to be honest right now is I don't, I'm not very good at budgeting. I haven't had to learn how to. I've never learned how to really. And now I'm trying to put that in place so that I have this peace of mind. Because what I've been really stressed about this week is that I've realized that for the last few months, I've been budgeting retroactively, which means 
after I spend the money, I go and look at how much I've spent. And obviously that's not the right way to do things. And I've realized I've been spending a little bit more than I make. Luckily I have savings that I can kind of bounce off of. It's not like I'm in debt now, but obviously it's been giving me a lot of stress and no peace of mind. So the self-care act of budgeting and limiting yourself to not be able to buy the things that you want right away is actually better for you in the long run. I've been buying a lot of things left and right for my apartment and I justify because it's for my apartment and I need these things to live. But ultimately, even though my apartment is very well furnished now and I have a cute little coat rack and a cute little doormat for me to wipe my feet on when I get back home, it's been causing me a lot of stress because after the buying factor, now I realize, oh shoot, now I'm $40 less in my budget. So let's talk about my budget and what I've been spending. I'm gonna pull up my little Google Sheet. I keep it on a little Google Sheet and it does the calculation for me. Um, okay, October budget. So my October budget was actually probably the best by far this year. The only reason why I went a little bit into the red is because I bought plane tickets to go to New York. And so it was a little bit more expensive than I wanted it to be. So let's talk about what I'm doing from now on for my budget to make this a little bit less stressful for me because that's obviously our goal. I get about four paychecks a month, depending on how the month lines up. I might get five paychecks, but generally I get four paychecks a month. So as I've said before, my rent is $1,700, which honestly is a steal. Uh, $1,700 is everything included, so it's just one full swoop at the beginning of the month. So what I've decided to do is every time I get a paycheck, I automatically transfer $425 into my rent account. I recently bought checks prepaid, what are, I forget what they're called, post-dated checks. And those are linked to a certain bank account that I have. So what I've been doing is as soon as I get a paycheck, I transfer $425 of that into my rent account. 425 comes from 1700 divided by four. So if I get four paychecks a month, then I have $1,700 for the next month of rent. After that, what I've decided is I will, I have transferred 100 or allotted $125 into my regular account for groceries that month, that week, 125 that week, which is a little bit high. But to be honest, I have been kind of looking at how I spend on groceries for the last few months because I've been buying a lot of, you know, necessities that'll last a long time, it's been a little bit higher. So I'm hoping that I can kind of cut down my grocery costs. Let's take a look at what I've been spending. I have 57.25 one week, 58.26 another week, 54.31, 59.35. And then one week I spent a ton because we went to TNT, Costco and Safeway. And at TNT, I was trying to buy a lot of the Asian staples that I would need for my fridge. So that was $80. I went to Costco and bought, what did I even buy from Costco? I don't even know, $100. And then lastly, I went to Safeway to top up some of the rest of the stuff that I need, $31. So 
it is really easy for me to, although I feel like groceries are a necessity, it is really easy for me to spend a lot at the grocery store. Like last week I spent 114 and 85 cents. And I know that part of it was because I bought a candle. Face palm. So I'm trying to allot only $125. I'm going to try and be really critical with what I actually need. Buy things that are on sale. And um, buy things that I only actually need. That's what I need. I've been kind of looped into buying like I have so much freedom now that I feel like I can buy anything I want when in reality I can't. I've allotted $125 in my grocery budget per week, but realistically I want to spend less than a hundred. I want to spend about $75, but in this current economy, it's a little bit difficult. So 125 gives me a bit of grace period. And then I can kind of not feel like I have to ration out so tightly, but I want to spend less than $125 on groceries. Another big thing is gas. So gas has also been crazy high recently. And so after I take out that 425 for rent and then 125 for groceries, that's, what is that, $600 total. I also allot $100 per week for gas, which is a little bit high. Sometimes I get, like, I don't need that much. Sometimes I need a little bit more than that. So I think $100 per week is a good kind of balancing point usually recently I think I've been doing $75 per week and that lasts me a week so but it's okay I want to over a lot so that I don't have to feel like I'm super tight on budget every single week and then when I have some leftovers then I feel good about myself so that's 425 125 and then 75 or I'll say 100 that's $700 per week of necessity spending that's pretty much all I spend on for necessary things per week everything else I can figure out on my own I can wait to buy it another time I don't actually have to buy it and then I also try to put a hundred fifty to a hundred dollars into savings which is not a ton but it's okay I believe that putting in something is better than putting in nothing. So $50 to $100 of savings. And then that's honestly my paycheck. So where I really need to cut back on that fun spending that I have. You know, I love to buy stickers because that's one of my hobbies. I like to buy books. That's a big one. I like to buy, I just bought from the Sephora sale, which honestly I should not have done. But I feel like, I need to, I'm, I'm speaking it into future action, right? Don't, don't believe what I've done. Believe what I say. I am going to wait until I can calculate how much money rolls over, how much extra money I have, and then spend the rest of it on fun. Eating out with my boyfriend, buying things that I want, stuff like that. I'm also incredibly lucky because my boyfriend makes more than I do and he is able to fund our going out to eat for date nights and stuff. But I've told him like, I think this period of our life, we need to take a little bit of a step back from exorbitantly spending every single week for date night. And instead, let's do some things that are at home. Let's cook dinner for each other at home. Let's go on walks because that's free. Let's do cheaper things. We used to do a lot of more expensive things or go to further places to do things. And I think 
talking with your partner and just both having a mutual understanding of your financial goals is going to help you in the long run as well. Just understand like this is not a time for us to be spending a lot of money. This is our saving era. I've been telling him this is our hustle and save era. We need to hustle and save so that eventually we want to go to Japan together for our vacation. We need to save for that. We need to save for a down payment. We need to save for our wedding. I don't know. So many things to save for in this life. (sighs) Being able to talk through your financial goals with your partner, I think, is one really important thing that has really helped us as well. Mutual understanding. And I'm also lucky because my boyfriend makes significantly more than I do. So he's able to have a bit more, um, what's it called? Discretion disposable income for us to do fun things you know we don't feel like we actually have to be at home every single day but yeah okay that's kind of budgeting I am trying to put this into action for myself so that I can have a little bit less stress about it every single month I honestly had a couple breakdowns about this this week and it was not very fun so that is that and also I don't know. I feel like budgeting is always something that's going to change. Like I said, I'm going to get promoted in the new year, so I'm going to be making more money there. I also have a few other streams of income that aren't very regular, but for example, I've been doing a bit more branded content and I got my paycheck for that this week, which was really nice. Just an extra $100 is obviously really nice to have. And YouTube pays me, you know, once in a blue moon. So getting those extra paychecks, I think having a few other sources of income is really, really nice. I've always been a firm believer in like divesting your income, making sure that not all of your eggs are in one basket, just in case something happens. We're in a big recession right now. So a lot of layoffs and stuff happening. So yeah, but I think that's all in all for my budget, at least. I'm going to take a bit of a break and come back because I need to put my laundry into the dryer. But I hope this part, at least for budgeting, being honest about budgeting, just know I feel like I see on social media a lot that people are so rich and people can afford whatever they want. Just know that like that's not the normal population and that's not the majority of us. And it is it is hard every single month but I feel like this period of my life has really taught me how important it is to work harder and be more ambitious and want to work and maybe even start my own business so that I cannot work hourly anymore and stuff like that so every cloud is a silver lining am I right okay but let me be right back okay I am back and I had to tie my hair up because I cannot stand how it looks when it's oily probably a little bit TMI, but whatever. Okay. So my next biggest one that my next biggest self-care act that I've kind of been struggling with, and I kind of talked about this last week was seeing friends versus staying in. I've had, I've been having a lot of trouble with it because I really want to stay in after a long week of work. Like I am typically really exhausted. Um, I don't have the energy to go out and like do things. I haven't really had, with my friends at least, had like a, I haven't seen them in over a month, which is not good. And we don't really chat online because I don't really like to do that. And it's just been really hard. Like every time I try to make time to see my friends, I just feel super pooped and exhausted and it's been really hard. And I personally am trying to find a balance with it because While I believe some alone time is good, I also believe socialization is also really good. So, hmm, 
I've been kind of struggling with this one, but for this one, I wanted to say that, you know, if you're a super extrovert who kind of procrastinates by hanging out with people, one example I can think of is when I was in university, I knew of a lot of people who would study with people every like study with their friends every single night but because they're studying with their friends they're actually not really getting anything done because obviously you know you want to talk with your friends and then blah 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 blah, and then it turns into a night of not even studying and it was really hard for some people that i knew to kind of say no and study on their own because they really actually had to get work done that's kind of an example that Sometimes it is really important to be able to say no to the people that you care about and be like, I actually have to figure out my life first before I come and see you. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do is or like frame my thinking of is I know I haven't seen my friends a lot, but it's really important for me right now in this era of my life to get my life together and figure out what I'm doing before I drag all these people in with me. I don't if I don't have the energy to even take care of my own life, how can I possibly have the energy to, you know, care for someone else's life and take on more responsibility of like maintaining these relationships? And it kind of sucks because I'm going from one era of my life where I had so much time to hang out with my friends and grab lunch with them and stuff like that. That era was university where I never went to class and I didn't have much to do. But now I'm in an era where like I'd rather spend my time with myself and recharge from the week so that, you know, I go into the next week feeling even better. Otherwise, like I feel like, I don't know. And then also, I know that sometimes when I see my friends, like I'm not even going to have the best time anyway, which has been not great, obviously. So that's kind of been one that I've been struggling with. This has been one that I've struggled with for my entire life. I feel like I, when it comes to relationships with other people, it's really hard for me to feel like, to balance what I want to do and balance what my friends need. Um, I remember before when I was in like early university slash late high school, I had a lot of friends that would kind of push my boundaries and they'd make me go out with them even though I wanted to just rest that night and stuff like that. And even though it is like fun in the moment, I feel like I shouldn't I want to go into social interactions like being excited and happy to see these people versus like feeling like I have to be there and feeling like it's a chore. I'm trying to turn that around for my social relationships, but I feel like right now this era of my life really requires me to focus on myself. And once I, you know, figure out all that out and just enjoy and, and find a life rhythm that works for me then I'll be able to incorporate these people back into my life because people don't really talk about it but friendships are quite like there's a there's a lot of responsibility and if you're not explicit with how you are going about your friendships like people can get hurt along the way I my boyfriend just showed me this video from a counselor or like a psychologist I can't remember his name but he was just talking about like a lot of the time people are not really explicit with what they want from relationships whether that be you're talking to someone you're in like a situation talking stage that's what they call it nowadays right people are never explicit with what they want and for example I used to when I was single I would go on you know dating apps and talking and stuff like that and it was always really hard because I remember one situation in particular 
I was not looking for a relationship at that time because I had just broken up with my ex and I was kind of looking for an era of my life to be single. But I was talking to this guy and we ended up like kind of really hitting it off and his intentions were that he really wanted to date me and I was not very clear with my intentions. I personally wasn't also very clear myself with what I wanted in my life. I was like, I don't know if I want a relationship. I kind of don't really want to, but like this guy really likes me. Like, what am I going to do? And ultimately, because I wasn't clear with my intentions, I kind of ended up hurting his feelings because I I didn't really tell him that, you know, I'm not really looking to date at this time in my life or date seriously. I was looking to meet more people, figure out what I wanted, but I wasn't looking to be in a committed relationship at that time. So that doesn't even have to just apply to dating. It can apply to friendships too. I feel like one thing I'm going to do after this, I film this episode is kind of talk to my friends about like what my intentions are right now with my life and what I'm trying to do. And make sure that it's really clear so that people aren't left hanging and people aren't left disappointed because when people's intentions are clear, it makes it really clear with how much effort you should be putting in, how much effort you want to put in and stuff like that. Rather than, you know, I feel like when there's mismatch expectations, you feel like no one really cares. Like for me, at least what I would, you know, if I'm really into being friends with this certain person and they kind of start like, you know, pulling back whenever I invite them to go do things, you know, they're like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. Oh, sorry, blah, 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 blah. And, and I kind of feel hurt. I'm like, well, don't you want to hang out with me? When in reality, if I knew that that person was kind of just in an era focusing on themselves and focusing on getting their life together, I wouldn't take it personally, right? I'd be like, okay, that's pretty understandable. Like life is stressful and there's a lot of things that need to be done. So I feel like Being able to set those boundaries, this is kind of in a bigger theme of setting boundaries, right? Being able to be clear on where you want to be and not push outside of that is really important for self-care because in the long run, it'll cause you a lot less stress. It'll help you when you hang out with your friends, actually enjoy your time together. And when you're being alone, not feel guilty that you're not hanging out with your friends. That's one thing I've really struggled with is when I decide to take a a weekend alone and a night alone, I feel really guilty because I'm like, crap, like, should I be hanging out with my friends right now? I kind of felt this last weekend with Halloween weekend. Um, I was asked to go out and stuff like that, but I was honestly really just not feeling it. And I just really had no desire to go out because I wasn't really excited about it. But I still ended up feeling really guilty that night because I was like, shoot, like, should I have gone out instead? Like, this is Halloween, you know, everyone goes out, stuff like that. (sighs) Had I been more clear with my boundaries and more clear with how I felt and what I wanted, I feel like I would not have had to be so guilty about things and feel like I was disappointing other people and stuff like that. So yeah, let me open the blinds. Okay. My next point on self-care is hard. One example of it that I actually do do well, so I'm kind of priding myself right now, is waking up early. It is really hard to wake up early. I've been waking up at five since I started working full time so that I could go. Is that right? Yeah, I've been working. I've been waking up at five so that I could go to the gym before I start my job in the morning. And There's kind of a teeter-totter with this one. I I do believe that 
prioritizing sleep is really important. And if you're not getting six to seven to eight hours a night, then you should prioritize sleep. But for me, I know that physical activity is super important for my mental well-being, how I'll feel throughout the day. And so I put it on myself to, although it's hard, wake up every morning at 5 a.m. so that I can go to the gym on the weekdays and then go to work. And it's not easy. I'm not going to lie. When I wake up at 5 a.m. and it is freaking cold outside and my bed feels so warm, it is not easy to get out of bed and get my butt moving. But I know that my, my inner voice knows the real reason why I'm getting up so early is so that I'll make myself feel better in the long run. Not only does exercise help me just that immediate day with, you know, starting my day off with a little bit of self-care time. You know, I, I find going to the gym is really like a lot of just independent time that I really like. It gives me an opportunity to start my day not super rushed and stressed. You know, when I'm at the gym, I'm like, damn, like I'm taking some time for myself today rather than there are some days where I just wake up and go straight to work. I feel super rushed because I'm like, shoot, I have to do this and this and this before I go to work and all this kind of stuff. When I go to the gym, those mornings, I honestly feel so much better because I'm like, wow, like I accomplished something before I was able to go to work and I feel really good. And also like exercising in the long run is just so good for you. I feel like I don't even have to talk about it because we talk about it so much in school and stuff like that. But your cardiovascular, I can't talk anymore. My brain's going too fast. Your cardiovascular health is so important and obviously exercising plays a lot into that. Uh, A lot of it is genetics too, but exercising is one thing that you can control that will help you in the long run, right? And also one thing I've been really trying to do is stretch more and do a little bit more mobility because I am kind of glued to a desk for half of my day. The other half of my day at my tutoring job, luckily I can kind of walk around and it's not all sitting, But for my desk job in the morning, a lot of it is just sitting at a desk and doing emails and stuff like that. So I've been trying to stretch more so that I don't lose, you know, my mobility and that my body doesn't feel like it's going to crack when I stretch, which has been really important. And I think that is something that a lot of people are missing, that when they start working full time, like you need to kind of put in the extra work because now you're taking even less movement. That is one thing I really, really noticed transitioning from school to work is how much my body felt it. Like I was, when I was in school, I was used to, you know, doing fitness classes all the time and I was super, super fit. But now that I don't really have the time for that and I'm also not moving as much throughout my day, I've had to put in a little bit more work focusing on stretching and rolling and making sure my body is still feeling good. One thing I want to incorporate more into my weekend routine is doing some yoga or like stretching in the day. I have not done that and I don't plan on doing that today to be honest but that is something I've thought about that I want to do and I think would also help me in the long run because on the weekends I do take a rest from going to the gym but while I do walk and stuff I think another important thing is stretching like that's a really big one so waking up early is also just one of the other things that I think is in my self-care routine that Although it's not easy, it does really make me feel good because of all the other things that happen after it. Okay, so if you've been listening to this episode and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. 
I don't want to, you know, my budget's not as strict. Maybe I'm a student right now and I kind of have like a little bit more leeway with it. And, you know, I have time to see my friends. I have a couple other things that are a little bit simpler that I think, you know, you can incorporate into your routine that are self-care and aren't easy by any means, but are a little bit simpler on a bit of a smaller scale. First one, if you're a student or even like me right now, I still use this, is making to-do lists. I... Let me give you an example from work that I have. So when I first started my job, when I would come in the morning, I'd get hundreds of emails, okay, not hundreds, from 100 to 200 emails from just the afternoon to the next morning. And when I got to the office, I would try to like start banging out emails right away and go from just like most old to newest. But I found that I was getting really worked up and stressed about that. I was getting, you know, I I couldn't, I didn't know what to focus on. I didn't know what to do. And I just like was not being super productive when I was doing that. So eventually I ended up switching to a different method, which was once I get into the office and I check my emails, I actually read through everything. And while I read through the emails, I flag them as need to do as soon as possible, need to do afterwards, and like lowest priority, I need to do eventually. And that has really helped me a lot with my productivity. I feel like I have a very clear focus on what I need to do. I feel like I also am not super overwhelmed with trying to work right away because I kind of can imagine what my to-do list kind of looks like. Versus when I started doing emails right away, I was kind of just trying to like climb up the mountain and I had no idea what the elevation was. I had no idea what the distance was and stuff like that. I feel like when I could see all my emails and read them all first, I could kind of map out what my day would look like, what my morning would look like at least, and be a lot more clear with that, which was a lot more enjoyable. If you're a student, it's the same thing, right? Like say you are coming up in midterms week, like rather than just banging out midterms and like trying to study as much as you can, as often as you can, like one thing that I really loved was making a study schedule, making a to-do list every day and planning out your week so that you knew you could finish the assignments that are coming up soon. Also, like even simpler, on my Sundays, when I have lots of errands to bang out, I make a to-do list every single time because I have to think about what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Because I want to drive the most efficient path, right? I don't want to go to the grocery store and then come back home and then go to the library again. Like I want to be able to do things most efficiently. So I feel like making a to-do list and just being able to visualize your day and what you need to do is just super helpful with your overall productivity and makes you a lot less stressed because while you might have a super long to-do list, at least you have an idea of where to bang things out and where to, you know, get things done. So that is one. If you don't do to-do lists already, you must because truly it is like the most helpful thing that I've found ever. Another self-care habit that is not super hard but is really good is doing your skincare. I feel like not only does it help with you know your long-term skin just like being glowy and all that kind of stuff feeling like you took care of yourself and feeling like you actually did something for yourself I feel like it's even more important than that like having that feeling of accomplishment and productivity really helps you with the rest of your day when I wake up in the morning and you know you have your little eye crusties in your eye and all this disgusting stuff being able to feel like 
okay, I feel like washing your face and all that. And then afterwards you're like, I feel clean now. Like I feel good. I took some time for myself. It puts me in like a really good step, honestly, right at the beginning of the day. And that is a super simple thing. Most of us do it already. So having a, not just doing skincare, but I think if you want to take it a little bit further, actually having a really nice morning routine that you can rely on and do as soon as you wake up really really helps with your self-care being able to you know start your morning off right so that you're in a good mood and stuff like that I think is really important okay my last self-care task for you this is these are your missions for the week is to do some exercise exercise is not easy none of us want to you know get our butts to the gym and put in some effort whether it be like lifting weights or going to a class or doing a run or going on a walk whatever you choose to do it isn't easy I'm gonna say that now I go to the gym every day and there are a lot of mornings where I'm like oh my god I want to be in bed bed right now but it is just so important that I think the benefits outweigh all the costs And I mean, I kind of talked about it earlier when I was talking about waking up early, but not only does it have short-term benefits, you know, for your day, it also just has so many long-term benefits that I think it's well worth all the costs that you incur. One thing I will say to help you out with scheduling in exercise, if you're struggling to go to the gym consistently or struggling to do movement consistently, if you can financially afford it and you want to, you can do fitness classes. Whether that's signing up for, you know, for me at my gym, there's high interval intensity training classes that I absolutely love. Or you go to cycling classes, you can do Pilates, that's been a huge thing. Yoga, whatever you choose, I feel like doing fitness classes really helps because obviously you're, you're paying money and if you don't go, usually there's some sort of consequence that's financial. And also another thing, other than like the consequence side, I think doing a fitness class is really fun because you get to be surrounded by a community of people who enjoy the same thing that you do. Like I remember when my boyfriend and I, we did a hot yoga class. We tried that out last month and it was really nice to be surrounded by people who also really enjoy hot yoga and seeing them like really pour their heart and soul into it I thought was super fun to watch. Another thing if you can't do fitness classes can only go to the gym maybe that's all you can afford which is totally fine is scheduling it in like a fitness class and this takes a bit of you know discipline and work for your brain to kind of wrap around but Treating your scheduled gym time as a fitness class as something you cannot cop out on is also really important. Okay, guys, I had to take another break because my camera overheated, but I literally put in what I've been ranting about this hour into action and I vacuumed my apartment because I knew that it would be better for me in the long run. I was trying to put it off until later today when I came back from work, but I just vacuumed my entire apartment and it was so nice to see that there was not hair all over the floor because I am a shedding hair maniac. I don't know. Anyways, I've been talking long enough for this episode. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you enjoyed. Just know that if you're struggling, you're not alone. Trust me. Everyone out there is also feeling the same way. We just don't really say it, which kind of sucks, but I'm here to making it a little bit more like I make it a little louder for us all to feel like we're not alone and we're not weirdos, but I have a couple other things that I need to do today. So I kind of got to head out now but I will see you in my next episode. I'm going to plug for a little bit. If you want to follow the Instagram, go ahead. I haven't been very active on there, but I it's on my mind. Just know that. Okay. I care about you guys. It's just, I have a lot of things to deal with.
but you can follow on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you else you find your podcasts. I hope you found this helpful and I'll see you next week for another new episode. Bye.